Hey y'all, this is Astro Jim here, laying in my bed, cause you know it's my bed in astrology. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? I'm back, bitches. <laughs> it's so good to be here. I finally got inspired to talk about something, and I think it's going to be lovely. Um, I do um, have some like quote-unquote ads that I want to kind of put out there. The first one I do want to put out there is that I have a, a locational astrology course called Location Astrology. Yes, you can use astrology to figure out the best places for you energetically. Um, so go to my website, astrodim.space. You'll be able to find more information about this course, um, get the deets and everything. Um, and, you know, I, unlike other people, how I do my course is I, um, yes, it's an online course, but I'm there along the way, you know, as long as I'm here physically, which is, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be a very long time. I'm going to be here to help and you can just reach out to me and I will give you support. Okay. So that's awesome. But honestly, like I've been talking to my students, they come to me to ask questions, but they feel like everything's so thorough, right? And that they're able, they're able to get the concept just through taking the course. But of course I'm here if you need help. So, you know, I'm not like, okay, here's this course. Bye. Like, uh, you can reach out to me. We have a Discord. You can email me. We can set some time to chat. All of that. Okay. So, feel free to check it out. There's payment plans available. Um, Go to astrodim.space for more info. Okay. All right. So, this actually goes along with what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about Tina Turner's um, astro cartography chart and how it displayed major situations in her life um, and um, how you know the energy of the astro photography chart can definitely show you like what could happen you know so let's go ahead and just get started and take a look okay so my girl tina turner i love her dearly she is so amazing to me um so strong she was born November 26, 1939 in Nutbush or Brownsville, Tennessee, depending on who you ask, apparently. Uh, I, I don't know. It might be a town. Nutbush might be within Brownsville, Tennessee. But shout out to Tennessee. I got roots there, right? The other side of it. She's from the west side of Tennessee. I'm from, my family's from the east side. But shout out to Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tennessee. <laughs> um, she's a Leo rising. Don't she look like a Leo rising? Like a motherfucker, y'all. Like, god damn. So beautiful. Thick, long, luscious hair. Golden hair. Um, she's a Sag sun and a Gemini moon. She's actually a full moon baby with her um, sun and moon. Actually, three degree orb opposition right there right so talk about transformation changes releasing things is a big part of her her energy right um very very amazing um chart very interesting chart that she has for sure but let's go ahead and speak on um you know her chart and we're going to start off where she was born right um the the closest line to where she was born um, is a minor line, right? 
and minor lines there's okay there's planetary lines right and there's like the major planetary lines when a planet is making an exact conjunction to one of the cardinal points right and so that means it's making an opposition to the opposite cardinal point so for instance right um i'm living in my mars midheaven line be in from someone saying that like oh in that place that you're living in that means Mars is conjunct your midheaven because with astral photography, the houses shift. The plans stay the same in your chart, but the houses shift. So like also where you're at, Mars is conjunct midheaven, but that means also Mars is opposite IC. So when you think about, you know, planetary lines, you have to consider the opposite line too because it's a very much part of the way that you live um and the, the experiences in that place that you live right so there's that now the thing is is that there's a major line a minor line is when the planet is making other aspects to those cardinal points right um besides conjunctions oppositions so for tina turner right anime her Uranus square ascendant line um, goes through is is pretty close to where she was born, right? Um, and that's basically saying that within her birth her birth chart Uranus is square ascendant, right? Um, but the interesting thing is that she moved to St. Louis. And St. Louis is not too far from Memphis. It's just north, right? Or she's from, like, the place that she's from is kind of close to Memphis. It's not close, far from Tennessee. It's north. But by moving to St. Louis, her ascendant shifted to a tighter um, orb to Uranus when it comes to that square. So now, like, Uranus and um in her relocated ascendant is at a tighter square and so the experiences that she had at home involving um the uranus square ascendant energy is going to be more potent in this place because she's moving closer to it now let's generally talk about uranus square ascendant right let's generally talk about her now with this energy um uranus represents uniqueness um represents unconventionality um eclecticness what makes you different what makes you unconventional is that but it also represents a sudden random events happening out of nowhere right just in general just in general right um it does represent feeling like the odd out odd oddball out but it also represents like ingeniousness and this is a square so we're seeing more of the negative side of things, feeling alienated. The random things that happen to you are harsh and brings a lot of tension. Um, and, and it could be very heavy, it could be very difficult to work through. You know, yes, you're unique and, and you have a lot of ingenuity, but people are also looking at you weird and judging you. It's kind of like that type of vibe, right? And this is squaring to her ascendant, so this is affecting her as a person as well as her body, right? And, and who she is, but her physical body too, all right? So let, let's let's talk about this. She mentioned that, you know, while she was still in Tennessee, she fell in love with um, somebody, um, deeply in love with them, 
But what ended up happening um, is that she found out later that he was married to another girl who was expecting a child. This is in Tennessee. All right. And so there goes that energy that I was speaking of before. Because think about it, right? Is her Uranus square ascendant line. So that means Uranus is also square her what? Descendant line. Right? Right? And so that means that that energy is also affecting her relationships, is affecting her as a person. So that random thing that happened to her, her finding out that, yo, this dude's married and, you know, is about to have a child, it's affected her relationship, but it also affected and caused a lot of tension to her. You know what I'm saying? So already we're dealing with this annoying ass square, right? And this is why I be telling people, I'm like, listen, you don't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to move to my sun line, move to my Venus line, move to that Jupiter line. I want expansion. I want attention. I want monies right if those planets will have a lot of squares you're gonna feel that pain too you know so you gotta watch yourself you gotta look at your actual chart to figure this shit out right so there's that right there's that now if we want to actually take a look at her uranus tina turner's uranus um her uranus is not even like awfully aspected it's the, it's the fact, though, that her Uranus is making squares to her ascendant and descendant. It's not even making, like, bad aspects to the other planets, really. Um, the only thing I see is a trine to Neptune. Um, let me see if I'm missing something. Like, even with, like, the... Um, let me see. Let me... I'm, just, I'm taking a quicker look. Um, it's sextile Chiron, which is, you know, great for um, healing the, the childhood wounds that she had, which she had a lot. You know, she had an interesting relationship with her with her mother. Um, it's trine Neptune. Um, yeah, that's about it. It is square her parts of fortune. It is square her parts of fortune. I, I will say that. Um, but other than that, like, her, her, she doesn't really have that many bad aspects, right? So if you live in kind of, like, far further from your, um, you know, Uranus, um, square ascendant line, you're like, okay, I can kind of work through this. But the issue is, you know, St. Louis, she actually got closer. It got closer. So, um you know now she has this tighter square to uranus in her ascendant as well as her descendant she moved to st louis with her sister right she gets discovered you know ike wants her to um, work with her her and i well her and ike already were platonic friends because her sister was dating someone from the band but also tina turner was dating someone from the band right and i want to talk about this part too because listen to this right tina turner was dating the drummer she got pregnant with the drummer in her senior year of high school right and then the drummer like got injured and then ended up just leaving went back home left her as a single mother right 
And when she got pregnant with Homeboy's child, um, they all was living in Ike's house, right? And, you know, her and Ike were cool, but they were all living in Ike's house, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, like, yeah, he just left her as a single mother. Talk about randomness again, okay? Talking about coming out, something coming out of nowhere. Now, this is the interesting part. I want you guys, this is why you can't just look at the map. The map is very helpful. You have to look at your actual chart, too, to see how this is affecting you, right? Uranus, of course, is square ascendant. So it means it's square descendant. So it's a lot of tension and issues in the relationships and it's affecting her, i.e. this guy just went up and left after, that's the relationship, after impregnating her. When you're, in, when you're pregnant, it affects your body as, you know, someone who has a uterus. So there it is, right? But then look at this, that Uranus line, Uranus, her Uranus is in Taurus, right? Taurus is ruled by Venus. So her Uranus dispositor is Venus. Venus is where? Her fifth house, the house of children. Come on, y'all. And y'all say astrology. Y'all say astrology's fake. Fuck all y'all that try to front on astrology. <laughs> Fifth house is the house of children. Showing random pregnancy is right there. Like, come on, child. Listen. Listen. But isn't it special that she has, like, Venus in her fifth house? No wonder she's a fucking legend. No wonder she's so talented. So, yeah. There's that. Okay? Incredible. You can't make this shit up. But this is, like, the this, this scary and sad part is, um, you know, Uranus square ascendant descendant she's going through issues she's a single mother guy left her high and dry she's having people randomly saying i'm gonna go into your room literally sexually intimidating her she's only 17 18 years old she's a senior in high school she's you know a part of this band and singing and trying to kind of make it a little bit people are intimidating the fuck out of her then she goes around and like is scared because people are trying to say, I'm going to come in your room, like sexually intimidating her. She goes sleep with Ike. Um, Ike's like, oh, you're safe here. But then they kind of get intimate in that situation. And so now they're having an affair. Mind you, Ike has a live-in girlfriend named Lorraine Taylor, right? So she's in the situation. She's young. I don't blame her at all. I don't know how old Ike was. Probably was not, shouldn't be dealing with no 17, 18 year old, but I'm not sure. I don't have the details of that, right? So there's that. Um, but around like 1960, um, which I think the affair began around 1962. So 1960, um, she recorded a song with him and she told, I, you know, I don't think we should be doing this no more. And he strikes her with a, a wooden shoe stretcher. And that was the beginning of him like hitting on her and instilling fear into her. Again, there goes that Uranus square energy. Something, because she said that she did not see it coming because he was just so helpful and nice and loving to her. And that was her friend at first for three years. She thought she knew him. And he he totally switched up on her. He goes, because she's in a relationship with him. Again, there's that descendant. He randomly just has this fit of rage, right? 
Uranus energy. It's connected with her career. Her Uranus is in her 10th house, right? And he hits her. It affects her body. Uranus is square the ascendant. This is why, y'all, this is why you want to look at your chart to make all the connections. This is also why I tell people, if you want to take my course, you have to be able to know how to read a chart so you can make all these connections, right? Now, of course, I can help you make the connections. We can hold each other's hand and, you know, figure it out. I'll I'll lead you, baby, I will. But, (laughs) you know, because this does take practice and I want to definitely assist you in no way. But this is how how poignant this is. This is how, like, come on. Like, this is incredible. Fucking incredible, right? So there's that. This is all her experience in St. Louis, right? Um, but then let's go over and move over to LA because they move over to LA in 1962. They got married in Tijuana. Um, in 1963, they purchased a house in View Park area. Um, so she's, you know, this is where the, the, it gets really bad. You know, the abuse gets really bad. He's abusive. He cheats. She had a suicide attempt. Um, You know, it's a mess. And, you know, this is not to excuse Ike's situation at all. But later on in age, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And, um, you know, again, I'm not aware of how that um, condition works exactly. But mix that with the same amount of like drug use dealing with the struggles of being black in america at that time um and all the abuse that we just people deal with in general with that you know and he's has this undiagnosed issue because people didn't know what bipolar disorder was like the common folk didn't know that and then you know how that generation is they're not they're like oh that's wrong with me I ain't gonna go no therapist, like, because they assume therapist equals you're crazy, right? And so, you know, it's like, wow, you know, you can see it all playing out and how difficult it must have been, you know, especially for her, but even with his experience too. Now, they move over to LA, and LA is an interesting place for, um, you know, um, Tina Turner because it's really 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 close to her Chiron ascendant line right um they they had they moved over to View Park I'm trying to see where exactly View Park was if I can find it I don't know if it's a town within LA but we're just just I'm just looking generally at the LA vicinity her Chiron ascendant lines there that is a tough ass line too but it can be very healing and no wonder when if you watch the movie what's love got to do with it it makes so much sense because she was chiron you get what i'm saying she was chiron she dealt with the wounds of being in this insanely abusive relationship because again chiron is conjunct ascendant on your chiron ascendant line right um her chiron is conjunct her relocated ascendant that means her chiron is opposite her relocated 
descendant. So it's affecting her relationships too. Right? Because remember, Chiron ascendant represents Chiron conjunct ascend your relocated ascendant. So that means Chiron is opposite her relocated relocated descendant, right? But with that Chiron ascendant line, you address your wounds, and sometimes your wounds are right in front of your face because ascendant is you is you, right? And so you're facing a lot of those those wounds that you dealt with, right? And so she's having to see this, and it's very abrupt and it's very painful. But then remember, Chiron is the wounded healer. So she goes, she eventually runs off to be able to heal herself um this 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 moment in LA this this you know this experience in LA could have very well killed her right but she was able to navigate and and work her way through and get the fuck out thank god right um and this is not to say like Chiron lines are bad Uranus lines are bad. Remember, this it truly depends on how your Chiron is aspected. So let's go ahead and take a look at Tina Turner's Chiron to see how it's aspected. First of all, she has a 12th house Chiron. Okay? It's in Cancer. Talk about mom, mommy issues. And she did have mother issues. She literally, I remember in the movie, um, her mother was like, well, Ike's a good man. He takes care of his kids. She's like, mommy's beating me. No, he's a good man. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck like it's crazy and so she she has issues with her mother right her chiron is retrograde she feels like she can't talk to nobody about her wounds i have this personally my chiron's retrograde so i feel like i can't really talk to people about my wounds no one really gets it i keep it you naturally internalize that issue right it's in her 12th house the house of the unknown yourself undoing self-sabotaging ways and so it's issues maybe even related to her past life where she's feeling this lack of nurturing you know she's used to being the nurturer but no one's nurturing her and so she has this wound right she has this wound because even in the movie it was kind of like insinuated that her mom was probably acting that way because she was wanting to get you know the mother her mother her money like the, you know her daughter's money you know and she's wanting to be stable she wanted her to be stable too and that's in her mind the mother probably thinks that this is the way that you're stable to have a husband because that that was the case generally back in those days and especially back in her mother's days right so a mother is thinking that she's doing good and she's not 12th house is the house of the hidden enemies she cancer is the mother a mother's the hidden enemy and it's not even necessarily like a diabolical thing where she's planning it out to screw her her daughter up but this you know you have to be careful when when it comes to this energy because a lot of people's like oh you have a cancer 12th house that means all cancers are your hidden enemies no but that's definitely not the case there's so many there's so many layers to it because it could represent that yeah you, you know your hidden enemies tend to be cancers but also what could happen too is that they could be wanting to ruin you but they could also be thinking that they're helping you and they're actually messing you up and they're thinking that they're helping it's kind of like that parent that wants you to be a lawyer and it's pressuring you to be a lawyer or pressuring you to be a doctor when you really want to be an artist and it's actually affecting you it's kind of like that that parent is trying to set you up for success 
but that's not how that's not going to give you emotional success right just on the material level it's kind of like that so it could be that too but it could be someone that actually is trying to plot and plan but it could also be on a positive side with 12th house energy someone could be just telling you about yourself and it's hard for you to see it and hear it so you think they're an enemy but they're actually helping you they're helping you see certain aspects of yourself that you can't see within yourself you know because it's behind the ascendant you really can't see behind you all the time you know what i'm saying so there's that right a lot going on a lot going on there chiron is square saturn so there goes like the issues with authority a chiron is um let me see it is sextile uranus so there goes that uranus connection again and it's the it's the, remember her Uranus and her natal chart is in her 10th house so it's again affecting her career but now it's shifted so it's you know affecting her um like energies can associate with her 11th house to her fandom her dreams and aspirations and long-term goals you know so there's that as well because in LA her Uranus is shifted to her 11th house instead of it being typically in her 10th house which it is natally you know so there's that um what else is going on y'all i said it's square saturn right i'm looking at her chart right now i'm trying to find out where the fuck is saturn well no i wouldn't say it's square saturn i use a three degree orb when it comes to it but astro.com is saying that it's square saturn i personally wouldn't say that it's square saturn but if you want to listen to astral.com, you can, of course. They, they know what they're talking about. Um, but that could be wounds dealing with um, authority and having issues with authority. Which, you know, when you think about it, that's definitely an issue that she had. Like, absolutely. Because, you know, remember, we're talking about back in the day where people used to see your husband as an authority figure. You know, um, so it's it's interesting, man. It really is. Um, trying to see if I see anything else. Um, it's square Vesta. So talk about a home disruptor, right? Because Vesta is the home and the hearth. So. Again, I wouldn't see it as Square Vesta, but Astro.com does. Because I guess they use a five-degree orb for Chiron. Right? So there's that. Um, It's opposite Felicitas, which represents success and happiness. So it's it's tough. It's opposite the sixth house cusp, too, in Placidus. So Chiron is, is not the worst aspect but if you have Chiron is heavy on its own if you have squares and oppositions to it then it's definitely going to make things a bit difficult right so for her this was very difficult she had a lot of childhood wounds that she needed to address and heal okay so there's that um in LA she's also a cancer rising and that's when she was able to she was literally like a a whole mother to kids that weren't even hers because um apparently 
um, Ike had other kids. He was like, okay, well, go and take care of them. So she's taking care of her own kids and Ike's kids too, right? Um, and she really felt like those were her babies, like for real, for real. Um, so again, if you saw that movie, what's up got to do with it, you know about this in Dallas. Um, you know, they got into a fight and Tina took that opportunity to just leave. And then um, later on that month, she filed for divorce and was able to get custody of her sons, Craig and Ronnie. Um, and I feel bad because she raised those other babies. I know that she loved them too. Um, two years later, the divorce was finalized and everything. But Dallas was an important part. Um, was a, was an important part for of of her experience. I'm just actually reading about the divorce, the final divorce decree. Listen to this. In a final divorce decree, Turner took responsibility for missed concert dates as well as an IRS lien. Turner retained songwriter royalties from songs she had written, but I got publishing royalties for his compositions and hers. Yikes. She also kept two Jaguar cars for his jewelry along with her stage name, which I remember that. I remember he was supposed to be pissed. Turner gave Ike her share of the Bollock Sound recording studio um, publishing company's real estate, and he kept his four cars. He able he was able to get a lot in this situation for being so horrible. Several promoters lost money and sued to recoup their losses. For almost two years, she received food stamps and paid, played small clubs to pay off debts. Isn't that crazy? Tina Turner playing small clubs to pay off her debts. Jesus Christ. And they were saying that Ike never officially married Tina Turner because apparently he was married to another woman at the time, but they had a common law marriage, which the world saw, you know, um, and they still had to go through a formal divorce. Um, so there is that, right? I'm going to look at right now, Dallas. I just wanted to kind of read through that because I was like, what the hell? This is a lot. We're going to see how Dallas is affected. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that, Lord. Pluto Square. Dallas is near her Pluto Square Midheaven line. Lord. <laughs> Ooh. Guys, talking about abrupt ending when it comes to career. Right, so if you saw the movie What's Love Got to Do with It, it oh my god, the scene was horrible, but also I was so proud of her in the scene. And shout out to um, uh, the actors in that movie because, like, goodness gracious! So, the, in that movie, how Tina Turner ex- expresses it is um, they were in a limo, they were in Dallas, it was, this was through a show, and Ike like, went to hit her, and then she just got so fed up and hit him back, and they was literally fighting in the back of the limo. And she just got so upset, and she was able to run off. So Pluto, as you know, is the planet of death, rebirth, transformation, endings, but also new beginnings right 
Um, right? <laughs> Midheaven is your reputation, status, and career. So ending within the career, but it depends on the, as- the aspect, how it's going to be. It's square. So it was a lot of friction, a lot of fighting, a lot of issues. She was literally fighting with her husband. Bloodied up. He's bloodied up. She's bloodied up. Right, that's square. That's very square, and it was very abrupt. And like she had to do something to stop the the, the pain that she was going through. Right, and she made it happen. Lord Jesus, y'all, <laughs> y'all, <laughs> you can't make this shit up, right? You can't make it up. So that is just amazing, and um, it's it was so frustrating because you it was so proud of her but you're like oh my god look at her face at the same time it's just um insane 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 so let's now reel it back in um and i'm going to talk about because this is around the time she was in the states but she was like man states ain't for me i gotta go right so i'm gonna actually um take a pause right here and i want you to listen to you know listen to this sponsor ad because a bitch need to get paid the fuck hey y'all would you like to get text messages from me i know you would <laughs> i want to get one of a kind astrology and spiritual knowledge that isn't really talked about well go join me at winnow.app slash astrodim for eight dollars a month i will daily Yes, every single day, send you a message, an awesome message about astrology. You know, this week we're talking about Persephone. Last week we talked about little bits of astral photography that's not really spoken about a lot. And, you know, I'm going to do more. Talk about asteroids, because, you know, I'm into those asteroids. Talking about, um, you know, past life stuff. Just a little bits of astrology that no one likes to talk about, but is major, right? Um you know, a lot of people like to talk about the love and career and that's needed, right? But let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the deets. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Join this. I reply back to the messages as well. So again, $8 a month. You get daily text. You get a reply from me. We can chat. We can talk. It's dope. So again, it's app slash astro dim i had to think about it let me say it one more time <laughs> winnow.app slash astro dim oh my gosh guys guess what vance global done sent me some cbd joint in hemp and yo beautiful like beautiful i love their little like joints well it's like cigarettes they have the filters, they have non-filter ones. But now also too, like they have gummies. And they didn't send me no gummies. So I'm about to use my own promo code to get the gummies. <laughs> Cause listen, I'm oh my God. I've been so stressed lately. I've ha- I'm having like Saturn kicking my ass. All my Venus, square my IC and my MC. You know what I mean? Like, freaking opposite my mood. Saturn's kicking my ass. I need this. <laughs> okay? And, like, they sent me these, like, these little, like, cigarettes with the filters with CBD, though. It's not, like, nicotine or nothing. And they're amazing. 
and I just it just calms me down. I love it. So if you're interested in getting twenty percent off, um, off of their Vance Global products, use the code T A D three seven five. Again, that's T as in Tom, A as in Apple, D as in Dog, three seven five. Get that twenty percent off. All right. Tell them that Astro them sent you. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, as we know, we're talking about Tina Turner and her wild, um, interesting life. And before I kind of move forward, um, I did want to talk about, um, you know, how her Pluto, because, you know, we talked about the big event when she finally was able to leave and run away from Ike how um, how Pluto Square MC line was very close to Dallas, right? And that's where that whole situation happened. Um, Pluto is making so many aspects in her chart. It's probably the most aspected planet in her chart, right? Um, It is conjunct palace. It is, you know, in her 12th house in Plastis, but in her first house in whole sign, right? It's sextile her moon. It's, um, you know, looks like, what is that, a square? Yeah, it's square her Saturn, square her south node, square her north node, right? I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> it's also making a, um, a trine to Jupiter, right? So she did get some abundance with that, thank the Lord. Um, what other aspects it's making? It is in conjunct her Mars. It is, you know, trying her Mercury, trying her Sun. So yeah, uh, Pluto's doing a lot. Okay, Pluto's doing a lot. Um, and that it represents that abruptness, y'all. Like it represents that abruptness. Um. Unfortunately, it had to get physical. I think that had a lot to do with it being in her whole sign first house, right? It's about hidden things with her Placidus 12th house. Her whole sign first house, it felt she had to be physical, right? And she was hurt in the process. Um, In conjunct her Mars, I think, brought a lot of the violence, unfortunately. Um, You know, in conjunction, she represents like things eating at you and eating at you and eating at you and you're getting frustrated and then you explode right perfect example of that situation there and then square her saturn again the authority situation there um so it's that kind of that definitely represents that situation and you know dallas she's so apparently dallas is square her mc so i mean dallas excuse me pluto will square her mc so that must mean that um in dallas pluto was probably in her first house so talk about change and transformation she's really embodying that energy in her first house both in whole sign and plastic i mean okay but it wasn't all for nothing um if you pay attention 
you know, Jupiter is making, you know, a trine to Jupiter, a trine to Sun, a trine to Mercury, right? So it kind of shows the, the positivity that came out of that situation, too. So, yeah, y'all, insane. It's just it's wild. It's very, very wild how astrology's be on it. Anywho, let's continue. Um, but this is why, guys, honestly, you know how I am. You know, I, I avoid squares like the plague, even though I know it's necessary. Because squares is, um, even though it brings a lot of tension and frustration, it's a call to action. Um, it makes you want to move and do something. But if you can have the least amount of squares when you're thinking about moving to a situation or when it comes to electional astrology, then yes you want to jump into that because this is the thing like there's astrologers out there and i agree with them you know to a certain point that squares are needed they are needed absolutely because again it's a call to action so even though it brings a lot of frustration and pain it's a call to action it's telling you to move however i bet you you're not gonna go and elect squares when you're doing electional astrology to try to figure out when you're gonna do something so why would you want to add it more into your life like it's crazy this is why I do the, the series I do on TikTok, if you should manifest. Because if you're trying to manifest or set intentions while, like, this mad square energy, like, and then you're wondering why shit ain't working out. And this is not off of me just using a principle, electional astrology, and running with it. This is off of experience. Now, I used to wonder why certain things would manifest easily, certain things wouldn't manifest at all, certain things, like, you know, manifest you know, a difficult difficulty, like with a lot of difficulties, excuse me. And I had to like remind myself of electional astrology. I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why when I did my little moon manifestations, you know, the you know the new moon, full moon shit. Anywho, I just wanted to add that there. So you definitely want to make sure that if you move into a place and you're moving based off of like planetary lines. Make sure, like, it's the least amount of squares possible. I'm trying to help you, okay? I'm trying to help you. And we talk about that in my course, you know, so if you want to really get into the nitty-gritties of it all, I'm here, baby. I'm here. All right, so let's continue with the lovely, the beautiful, the amazing, the fly as fuck, Tina Turner. All right, so this is really cute. This is when things start to get a little bit better for her, right? So, she, unfortunately, she had to be on the grind to kind of put her name out there again. Um, and, you know, she did amazing. Like, she was a part of the artist that was running the 80s. Like, she did her fucking thing. I'm your private dancer. Dancer for money. Do what you want me to do. Um... And then also, What's Love Got To Do With It, of course. And her remake of um, Let's Stay Together. That's my girl, man. I love I love Tina's music. So, anywho. In 1986, she met um, German music executive Erin Bach, who sent her... Um, who was sent to her... Who was sent by her European <laughs> record label um, to... Oh, Lord... Oh my god, I don't know why I can't talk, y'all. <laughs> why I can't talk nor read. Okay, let me try this again. Let me try this again. So, 1986. 
lord okay so 1986 tournament german music executive erwin bach who was sent by her european record label emi um to meet her at dusseldorf airport he is 16 years her junior and um was from germany as well they were friends but then later that year they actually began to date and that was in 86 right in july 2013 they ended up getting married in um zurich in switzerland that's where she's at now okay so she was able to get that love now you know that means we gotta you know take a little flight over to dusseldorf to see what was going on in that, in that situation so let's go ahead and take a look is there any lines near dusseldorf and this actually goes to show you guys because like my this goes to tell you minor planetary lines hold punt hold a punch it holds a punch okay like it was doing a lot to to miss turner okay dusseldorf where are you dusseldorf okay i see it i see it dusseldorf all right and in dusseldorf oh wow it's pluto square ascendant again well not again it was pluto square midheaven it's pluto square ascendant that's interesting dusseldorf pluto square ascendant let's take a look at her chart real quick um so i'm wondering I'm gonna have to change the um because I'm using the relocation chart, right? Not the map, but the actual chart. And so I'm wondering, oh yeah, that puts Pluto in her tenth house. Oh, that makes so much sense. Because so basically in Europe, she's generally a Scorpio rising. So that make puts Pluto, her Leo Pluto, in her tenth house. And she met him through work. Oh my god oh my god but the squares though so this is what this is the thing i want to talk about y'all is tina turner in europe right i feel like she does have this great love for europe i think she feels at home there i really do but i think this is not the best place energetically for her when it comes to her health because you notice when she was all up in Europe and became, you know, moved to Switzerland, became a a Swiss citizen, you know, so when her health started to really decline, and yes, of course, it's like, well, she's getting older. She's been out since the '60s, and I get it, right? Absolutely get it. She's been actually technically singing since the '50s. I get it. I get it. But there are people out here um, that actually are like in their 90s 80s whatever 70s that are healthy still they're just old you know like she tina turner is like dealing with a lot of illnesses and so i feel i feel like that has a lot to do with something with it you know um i think you need to be careful when something is squaring your energy, especially if it's squaring your ascendant. It, it could affect your body, your literal body. Okay? 
But with that Pluto being activated and it being in her 10th house, it definitely shows that, you know, um, a transformation is happening um, with her. And it was through her career. And it could be that, like, her career um, just gave her a lot of wear and tear and a lot of pain, too. You know, which it did, but it's like, it's internalized. But I know also, too, that she's got into um, Hinduism, I believe. So, yeah. It's just something to think about. But, yeah, Dusseldorf is near her um, Pluto square ascendant line. It's very interesting. Um, and... You know, a lot of people's like, oh, does she should she worry about Erwin Bach? I don't think so. Like, this dude has been riding for her for 27 years. Then they got married. They've been together for like, you know, 30 something years, about to be 40. And when she was about to go into, um, she was actually going to do assisted death because of the illnesses that she had he was like uh-uh you ain't leaving me and you know that he's already in her will right <laughs> he and, and plus he, they're married he's like you're not leaving me and he literally donated i think his kidney to her she was in dialysis so like i think he actually like really does love her i don't think he's on some money grubbing shit he's trying to keep her alive because he actually loves her you know so um there, there's that now I'm trying to see if there's any other like information that I can speak on too I know she dealt with a lot with her sons and um, she was really really close to Ike Jr. even though that wasn't her biological son but she was really really um, close to him Oh, I'm sorry. She's not um, Hindu. She's a Buddhist. I'm so, so sorry. So she was originally a, um, had an upbringing in a Baptist church, but she's a Buddhist. I'm so, so sorry. Um, I, I don't know why I thought she was into Hinduism. Anyways, yeah. So there's that. I'm trying to see something else, y'all. So, okay, I do want to mention this. So, in her 2018 memoir, My Love Story, um, she said that she suffered life-threatening illnesses. Um, And this is the thing that I was speaking on before in 2013, three weeks after her wedding to Erwin. So, this is the thing. Three weeks after her wedding to Erwin, she suffered a stroke and had to learn how to walk again. And I don't think Erwin is not bad or anything, but she met him in Dusseldorf. Pluto is a Pluto square ascendant line. She met him through her career. Pluto was in the 10th house. It's square her ascendant though. So that energy is still like looming around 
their love and their relationships and so there's always going to be like something happening where it's affecting her health her body her just her you know what I'm saying because of that square energy so I think that's how that's actually coming through now in 2016 she was diagnosed with intestinal cancer um she wanted to do the homeopathic remedies to treat her high blood pressure but it ended up hurting her kidneys and she had kidney failure she was going to do assisted suicide but Bach was like uh-uh you ain't gonna leave me and they did um offered his kidney and she did a kidney transplant on um in 2017 right so again i i really do think that he he loves her like he's not doing he's not trying to because he could have easily been like i well i love you you can do the sister suicide but he didn't right so there's that so also for the for y'all that don't know um in 2013 she relinquished her u.s citizenship and became um swiss <laughs> she's a citizen of switzerland and has a swiss passport and everything okay so there's that so we're gonna take a look at switzerland um zurich most likely i know she she's lived all over like in staffa and kusnacht i'm probably pronouncing this incorrectly i'm so sorry um but we're gonna take a look at zurich because it's kind of like the capital and you know Swiss, switzerland's not too big so usually the aspects are going to be generally tight within that anyway so let's go ahead and take a look at that um so in zurich let's take a look at zurich the close so the pluto square ascendant is still effective in in zurich right still effective so there's that right but the closest line is ascendant trine mars all right not bad at all um it's a, it's a it's ascendant trine mars but i feel with that energy though um mars trying to send it is is nice because if you're extremely motivated and driven and you want to do 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 go 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 it kind of in that vibe and um it's 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 beautiful but it could also bring like tension into a situation too because mars is always like self-focused and if you're in a relationship and, in, and you're working with other people um you know it's mars supposed to be your personal passions and ascended self so it kind of has some self-involvedness into it um but it seems like she has a good partner and it all works out and it's nice and everything but those energies are really interesting i would talk about her crossings to these places but uh, we can do that another time if you want me to talk about crossings tina turner and her crossings we can do a part two but you know Mars trying to send in is actually a cool line to have um, because you can bring a lot of the things that you want into reality. So I think that's actually, that's the issue with her and in Europe, right? Or this area of Europe. Um, but this is why Zurich is working well with her. 
even though she has Pluto square ascended and it literally affects her health and brings transformations and close to death situations to her body she is motivated and driven to to do something about it and to heal herself you know and even when she was considering assisted suicide when someone was offering her help you know which means that mars was sextile her descendant she learned about how it could affect him how it could affect her and she went along with it right because remember this is affecting not only her her ascendant it's affecting her descendant right so there's that so um it's very interesting this is why i think she goes through what she goes through in, in europe or this part of europe um is that yes pluto is a square ascendant but it also mars is trying ascendant so she's motivated to heal but she does go through these painful transformations when it comes to herself and her health okay so there's that now i do that's me just looking at the chart i do want to um take a look at this this is really interesting so mars in her chart is in her seventh house um and her whole but in her whole sign eighth is in pisces um and i know eighth house is deeply connected to the lower intestines and the reproductive organs she had intestinal cancer i wonder if it was like um the lower parts of it possibly it will kind of make me think that maybe what was affected what i would think it would be like um colon but it wasn't colon it was intestinal so um which what what's interesting about that though is that mars is in pisces the opposite sign is virgo and virgo does rule the intestines so that's interesting within itself too but i don't know you know it's just something to think about um usually when it comes to what affects your body you want to look at the first house first house you know her first house is ruled by leo so maybe her heart her back sixth house capricorn capricorn's the bones um teeth and um eighth house which is pisces for her that's the feet and then 12th house too just because it's unknown illnesses and that's cancer and that's the chest breast area and so it's it's interesting to see how it didn't kind of um i wonder if she has pains in those areas or issues with those areas too um i can't say that her mars dispositor is neptune and neptune is in virgo so that might be it her mars in her eighth house dispositor is neptune and neptune's in virgo virgo represents the intestines i don't know what planet or sign is associated with the kidneys i wish i looked that up because that might be able to tell us a little bit more about what's going on too um but yeah anywho there's that and then her pluto is in her first house in whole sign 12th house 
and Placidus both are very health focused energies and so I feel like just in general she needs to be careful with Pluto lines but she's probably like I've been I've been figuring out and I've been fine with being in my Pluto line so fuck you and <laughs> my Pluto um square ascendant line so whatever like she probably has that attitude and she's happy there but there's a there's a reason that she's happy there too um you know her fourth house is is scorpio scorpio's ruled by pluto is in her whole sign first she feels at home it's a place that she really feels at home But the place does bring transformations to her because, you know, if you use traditional astrology, Scorpio's ruled by Mars. Mars is in the whole sign, eighth house. But Mars is also in the placid seventh house. She's with her man. You know? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. But you see how this all plays out, y'all? Like, this is, this is why you have to look at not only the actual cartography chart, but the actual relocated chart, too. Natalie, she has Scorpio in the fourth house, and in Switzerland, Scorpio is her rising sign. She literally feels at home here. She's not trying to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's not trying. She feels at home. This is her. This is her place in Switzerland. So she would deal with like, you know, those tough lines. And with the support of Mars trying her ascendant, you know, she'll truck through. But this is a place where she feels at home. Um, and she's like, was revered here still, you know, she's Tina fucking Turner, but also her rising signs in her 10th house, right? So she could just be herself and just sit and relax and really retire and enjoy life. Um, and get accolades and attention and love based off of that. Um, so God bless her. Um, but yeah, that's what I have, y'all. This is a, a very interesting read. If y'all want me to like do the crossings with her, that could maybe be a part two. If you suggest somebody else, let me know. I'm thinking the next person I'm going to focus on is Josephine Baker. Ew. It might be a bit shorter, though, because she only kind of she did i think she's from st louis herself and she went to new york and then france and that's pretty much it so remember when i was doing the medusa podcast and i was talking about how medusa jewelry can be a line of protection for you well Nisha Farzaneh, which is an ethical and sustainable jewelry shop, has the cutest, cutest, dopest <laughs> jewelry. Like, I love it. And they have um, Medusa pieces as well. So feel free to go into the link in my bio um, to get, you know, 15% off and check out their jewelry. It's, it lasts long. It's beautiful, beautiful quality beautifully like designed just oh, I love I love their pieces okay 
So go ahead and check them out and, you know, get the 15% off. I'm saying, go ahead and do it. <laughs> hey, y'all. So there's one other thing that I forgot to do that I, that I do that I notice other <laughs> astrophotographers I guess don't do the only people I've seen that actually take a consideration of this concept as well and this is like after I realized uh, that I started to do it honestly that's when I found out they did it too is um, Ralph McIntyre and my homie um, Anasi says aka Ashley who is an they're both amazing astrologers I know um, Ashley directly is my home so shout out to Ashley for show for show but you have to consider again like I've been saying for a very long time throughout this podcast and all that you have to consider the planet right um, that and how that planet is aspected and interacted in your chart before you move to that planetary line because you're putting that planet into a relocated cardinal point we all know cardinal points in astrology are very potent energies because it represents the four important aspects of your life it's yourself as the ascendant your descendant any partner important partnerships that you have your ic your home your compass and your family your mc your reputation status and career and authority and those are the four important parts um, and so you're moving a planet into this potent, like potent part of your chart. And if that planet has like squares and mad oppositions and shit, like and in conjunctions and all of that, octiles and all that shit, you know, of course your life's going to be horrible there, right? So with that being said, I actually wanted to take a look at Tina Turner's chart to see if um, which what I would consider her best um, planet is in like planetary line wise, right? So let's go ahead and do it. Um, we're going to only focus on like the, well, yeah, I'm going to actually, yeah, I'm going to use astro.com's version of her chart and go from there. So, um, but I do want to double check though to see because they have the mean node. And you know, guys, I don't like mean anything in astrology. <laughs> like, give me the real deal, okay? Like, stop playing. Um, so let me go look at something real quick, y'all. Um, but yeah, like, this is this is really important because this can definitely express your experience in this place. And you'll be wondering, like, why do I have such a hard time in this location? Well, because you move to a planetary line, that planet has mad horrible aspects to it like of course love keep on thinking of course so let's go ahead and take a look so i wanted to focus on let's focus on chiron and the nodes only all the other energies are important yes but this is live y'all as you can tell i'm just doing this live we're looking through this energy live so bear with me okay her son so aspects to her son according to astro.com if i'm looking at like directly at the little table um her son is square mars opposite the moon um but it's a separating opposition so i'm kind of like "Ah," you know the square to mars though 
is exact. Um, so her Mars line affects her vitality. And remember, we were just talking about her being in her Mars trying ascendant line. Even though it's been helpful to her um, with the on the ascendant side of things, um, keeping her alive, I think her vitality is low in her Mars lines because of that. There's a whole, you know, T-square between Sun, Moon, and Mars in her chart. You know what I'm saying? You can't ignore that at all. So Sun's kind of like, eh. Um, her Moon, of course, is also opposite. Um, her Moon's also opposite the Sun. So, you know, but it's opposite. Oh, it's conjunct Mercury. Excuse me. No, 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 no. It's opposite the Sun and mercury sorry i don't know what i was looking at y'all um and then it's also square mars so the moon's mercury is a part of that whole thing too with the conjunction opposition square mercury is a little bit better because it's really close to the sun so it also has that trine to jupiter and trine to pluto um but sun has a biquintile to the south node which is super cute um, so right now sun's winning, but let's just keep looking. Her Venus, she has two squares, square Jupiter and square Neptune. Let's see how those squares look though. Jupiter is an applying one. Neptune's applying one. Jesus Christ. Mars is jacked the fuck up. Three squares. We ain't even thinking about Mars. We already talked about how Mars ain't working. Her Jupiter line's not that bad. She has the square to Venus, but that's it. Um, it's opposite Neptune, but a separating opposition. Aww. And the, but the rest of her, like the rest of Jupiter's good because her Jupiter's trying Sun, Mercury. Her Jupiter's trying Pluto. You know, the only thing she got to worry about is the opposition in the square. So Jupiter, that's how I feel about Jupiter. Um, Saturn, she has two squares, one opposition. Uranus, Uranus is not bad. The only square she got is to her ascendant, but that's the thing; those planets move. I mean, the the not the planets, the cardinal points in the houses move. Her Uranus don't look that bad, y'all. Um. Neptune has a square to Venus. Of course, we already talked about that. Her Pluto has squares to the nodes. Her MC, her natal MC, and Saturn. Her nodes square to Pluto, of course. Her Chiron line, this is the, sh- the crazy thing. We talked about her Chiron line in LA. Um, her Chiron line is interesting because the only issue here is it's square Saturn. But the thing is, though, is that like... Um, that was such a hard time for her being in LA. So I I think it really was the catalyst of her leaving, but it was still horrible. And she was, while she was in, in LA, she was still going through the wounded part of the wounded healer situation. You know, and Chiron, remember Chiron's father is Saturn slash Kronos. And so I feel like she was really dealing with that difficulty of feeling abandoned and beat up by that authority. You know what I mean? And so I think that's why it really played out so harshly for her. So if I had to pick, I feel like her Uranus line is her best line. 
um, to be honest. I would, I would tell her to move to her Uranus line. And Uranus is important to her. Like Uranus, for instance, um, you know, is connected to, it's the Lord of her seventh house. I'm a modern astrologer, y'all. Um, so it's the Lord to her seventh house. That's cute, right? Um, Uranus is literally in her 10th house. I feel like this is actually a pretty litty that would make, um, you know, her have still that fixed energy because she would either have Taurus um, in the first, fourth, seventh, or 10th house. So I feel like her Uranus lines where she should go. Now, let's actually look at the map real quick to see like her actual Uranus lines. So let's look at Miss Turner's astro photography map one more time. Where her Uranus line at? So let me actually just speak in general before I add the um, minor stuff. Um, you know what would be really cute, astro.com, if we can just look at Uranus lines only, so it won't be that exhausting for me. Her Uranus, ooh, okay. You know how this map is mad interactive. Her Uranus MC line runs through the West Coast. I mean, sorry. Oh, kind, on kind of East Coast. It's not like my side of the East Coast. It's like uh, more Midwest-ish. Uh, it's weird. So it's, it runs through Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia. Um, and this is like Western Virginia. Um, west of the Car- like Western Carolinas. Um, like Gullah Geechee area. And east of the um of florida runs through cuba pretty close to um havana um her her uranus zenith is in the same latitude as jamaica dominican republic the northern part of the bahamas um honduras belize um you know the yucatan in, in mexico the yucatan area guatemala um, the northern part of Nicaragua, El Salvador, right? Um, her Uranus MC line runs through Panama. And then just pretty much the western part of... Um, the western part of, uh, of South America. Very close to Quito. And Santiago de Cali in Colombia pretty close to Medellin as well so that's the Uranus MC line right so it's not too different from her chart but you know it's a little something now fun fact you'll learn more about this in my course but basically your MC line is um basically where that what side of the um earth was that planet on when you were born right and so it's inverted in the sense when it's the IC line, it's basically the exact opposite um, end of the earth. That's where that where where your like Uranus IC line would be. Well, for her in this case, if, hopefully that made sense. I explained it more in my course. So if you, I mean, if you really wanted to know, you would take it. <laughs> Just say it, okay? Um, but basically, what I'm trying to say is like it's the so okay let me let me actually do it in latitude right 
that'll probably be a better way to explain it um her uranus line is at 80 west and her uh, uranus mc line and her uranus ic would be around 80 east you know what i'm saying like it's showing up as 100 east so it's around it you know what i'm saying so it's usually just flipped you know uh so there that's what i mean so her uranus ic line again so it's with the uranus and her relocated um ic so that means that she would be a aquarius rising in this area um it runs through mongolia the um not all the way west but kind of like the mid vert mid area of russia kind of um it runs through china but not in the busier areas it's more of the like rural areas of china runs through thailand um laos this is like the western side of laos western side of malaysia pretty close to singapore so that's her uranus ic line i'm just just in case miss turner's listening i'm I'm trying to help her out you know what i'm saying (laughs) the uranus line you know and then the descent the uranus descendant line her uranus descendant line run is like is at a curve right so it's like pretty much at the um it curves around the northern part of russia like all through the northern part of russia right and then it starts is actually very close to moscow kiev too which is interesting it goes curve into kiev um, a lot of these names are in the traditional language and the map so i can't read it <laughs> sorry y'all um it cuts through galats hopefully i'm saying that correctly um bulgaria Bucharesti? Bucharest? Is it Budapest? Is it is that Budapest? I think so. Pretty close to Romania, but more on the eastern side of Romania. Athens, Greece cuts really close to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Libya, the western part of Niger. Cameroon, the capital of Cameroon. I can't pronounce it, unfortunately. Um, Where else? And then it kind of turns. And then when it starts to turn and hits the vortex, it turns to the Uranus AC line. So the Uranus AC line is like deep into the Arctic, Antarctica, not the Arctic, but Antarctica. The Uranus a sea line is in the middle of the pacific ocean so she just needs to go and like go to the pacific islands probably <laughs> shit the place is mad beautiful like i'll be all up in that bitch early trying to get the names hawaii's not that close unfortunately that sucks hawaii's so pretty um it pretty close to, to tonga and samoa or samoa want to pronounce it correctly so that's cute i wonder if she ever been to these places guys she's a you know a a star so she probably has 
was so interesting. Anyways, um, I feel like the best line for her is the Uranus Lila. Now, I do have a system where I use the essential dignities to help me out, to help me out with that. Now, honestly, Uranus actually doesn't fare well in Taurus. It's actually interesting. She's going through a Uranus return right now. Isn't that wild? A lot of people don't live long enough to go through the Uranus, Uranus return, so we should be grateful that we still have her, and um, I hope we continue to to have her around um, as much comf- as as long as she's comfortable, of course, because you know we all know that the astros is better, but we don't want her to die either. So it's tricky. It's tricky with with this type of stuff. Right? <laughs> um. But like, yeah, it's um, it's amazing. She's she's experiencing her Uranus return. A lot of people don't have that experience. But when it comes to like, um, you know, the rulerships, um, or kind of like the modern version of essential dignities, um, Uranus actually um, in Taurus is not the best. However, like this is why like I used to in my. Um, you know, in my studies would kind of stray away from essential dignities because I felt like even how people wrote about it, it was very much like, your Venus is in Virgo, you're gonna die. It's not literally die, but you're never gonna get love. It, it was very much that, and I hated that concept. And I know that's what, that, like, the ancients really didn't see it like that. Like, it wasn't supposed to be in that type of vibe, but um, it... It, it would that would bother me so much y'all <laughs> it would bother me so much I'm like stop it um but yeah so Uranus actually is um what people would say it's debilitated in Taurus and is exalted in Scorpio that's what modern astrologers would say and so um but the thing is though is that I think that still would fare better for her because I feel like the aspects are way more potent than the placement and any any astrologer would tell you that that aspects have way more of a punch get what i'm saying so um definitely keep that in mind um but i look at other things too that because it's a modern planet it really wouldn't count um into it so like the for instance like the degrees um like I look at, you know, bounce and turns, decans, um, which, you know, I look at modern decans to be honest, but um, Uranus is only, like Uranus decan is only a valid for air signs. It's a Taurus, so that won't be a thing for her really. Um, I also look at, you know, with terms and bounds, again, this is based off the traditional planets the modern ones um same with like exalted and depressed degrees or debilitated degrees same type of thing so um you know it's it i i'm i'm we're kind of blocking a lot because we're using modern planets but modern planets are very essential to astral cartography so i'm gonna talk about it okay i'm gonna talk about it um but yeah, anywho, y'all, that that's my that's my take on Tina Turner's best planet. I think it's her Uranus, so she should go to her Uranus lines. 
but she probably ain't. Because technically, like I said before, you know, does her Mars and Pluto, like, are her Mars and Pluto kind of beat up? Yes, but she literally intuitively knew to go to a certain place where she would be able to handle that energy but still feel at home. And that's a blessing. You know, it really is. And I hope that for all of you, that's why I used to tell y'all when I first was doing these readings, I'm like, listen, tell me where you want to go because intuitively you know the best place for you and I'm, all I'm doing is just verifying for you that this is the best place and what to look out for using astrology. But intuitively you know what's the best for you. Like for instance, right, I used to want to go to college in Houston so bad um, and my son line was there. I wanted to go to Rice University. I didn't end up going, but I wanted to. <laughs> and I wanted to go to um, college in LA, um, but my mom was like, no. It was making a big deal out of it. And um, my son's in my first house in LA. If, if I were to do the relocated thing. So you, you usually know what you're, you know, what's best for you. I'm just here to confirm that for you and tell you what to look out for and what to take advantage of using astrology, okay? All right, y'all. So I hope this was helpful. Love you much. This was a lot of fun. I'm giving you all the kisses in the world. Peace. Since we're all on the internet, internet protection is probably at the utmost importance, especially now. I like to do this through Surfshock's VPN services because, you know, they cover you with a VPN. They cover you with a whole bunch of other services as well that protect you while you're online. It's very, very awesome. Right now, in the link of my bio, you can get 80% off of Surfshark VPN for two years. All right? 80% off. (laughs) It is a deal. Now, my favorite thing about Surfshark is that you can add multiple um, items in there. So you can add your laptop, your phone, your iPad, all of that. And multiple people can um, put it too, put their items in there too in your family if you have a big family like me. So check out Surfshark VPN. Go to the link in my bio to get that 80% off and enjoy. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. So if you have any suggestions on who I should do, um, this another astro photography profile on let me know I would love to do it next is Josephine Baker and I'm so excited because she definitely moved around um, I know you guys made some certain suggestions to certain celebrities um, like for instance someone suggested Doja Cat and to my understanding she's literally been in California like forever of course she tours and everything but she's been in California forever so um, I would love to use examples of celebrities that moved around. Um, it don't have to even be moved around the world, be moved around the states. This is, we have a pretty big country, right? Um, but it would be great if it's a, it's a celebrity that is all over the world, um, not just touring, but living there on some 12th house shit, right? So we can really get an understanding of why they did it and 
certain poignant moments in their life and how that is displayed now so um feel free to give me those suggestions but thank you so much for listening i'm so excited because i missed you this i missed you so much you're so awesome and hopefully i know they just did um they're doing videos and um and spotify is connected to like the video um side and i would love to show my face on spotify like the fuck oh my god that'd be so awesome so Maybe I'll do some video, like this video podcast, I'll post it on Spotify as well as on YouTube. So, yeah. And if you don't want to, like, look at the video and shit, you can always just listen. So, yeah. Yay! (laughs) Alright, y'all. Hopefully this will interest you into astral photography again. Check out my course. I would appreciate it. And I'm actually considering opening up my my readings again for astral photography only. And it's going to be quite limited. I'm talking about I'm only going to do one or two readings a month. Okay? (laughs) Like... I, uh, guys, it's, it's fucking exhausting doing those. It's exhausting. So yeah, um, if you want to invest in it, baby, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it's, I am gonna up the price a bit. Um, and I, I'm teaching you how to do it, so you can always just learn <laughs> and have me help you and hold your hand in the process. I don't know. I'll let y'all figure out y'all lives. Okay. I love you. Bye.